0: Hi, this is Daniel Levine. I wanted to extend an invitation to our Rarecast listeners to join us for an upcoming Global Genes webinar I'll be moderating on Leveraging a Rare Disease Center of Excellence. As many patient advocates continue on their journey to become empowered activists, some may want to consider starting a Rare Disease Center of Excellence. This webinar covers how this can be done, what the obstacles and challenges are, and whether there are other options they should consider. The webinar is free and will take place June 1st at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. To register, go to globalgenes.org forward slash June 2015 webinar. I'm Daniel Levine and this is Rarecast. Royal Pains, the television program about a concierge doctor in the Hamptons, begins its seventh season on the USA Network June 2nd. As the new season begins, the show is expected to take an increased focus on rare diseases, as the mysterious billionaire Boris Kuster von Jurgens Ratnitz has decided to fund a rare disease research center. We spoke to Royal Pains executive producer Michael Rausch, executive producer Carol Flint, and series star Mark Feuerstein, about the show, the role rare diseases have played on it, and how rare disease themes may play out in the episodes ahead. Before we turn to our interview, here's a clip from Season 6, Episode 11 of Royal Pains as the characters Hank, Divya, and Boris discuss rare diseases during a flight on Boris's private jet. (sighs) But I just got all your Tobias texts. So what was his diagnosis? Something genetic, but not what the trial is targeting. A different orphan disease.
1: Unfortunately, yeah. Orphan disease?
0: A rare condition that likes attention and funding. Not all illnesses are lucky enough to have a generous benefactor.
1: And even when they are diagnosed, treatments often aren't developed, since not enough people would buy them to make it profitable.
0: No one claims them. Orphans. I see. I never felt so hopeful as the day Marisa gave a name to my condition. For myself and for my son us should have that too.
2: Mm. We're parents, we want to protect our children.
0: Yeah. Perhaps I should adopt some of these orphan diseases. Oh, well, Boris, that would mean a significant expansion of your foundation
1: and a major financial commitment.
0: Michael, Carol, Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure to be here, Daniel. Royal Pains will begin its seventh season on June 2nd on USA Network. First of all, congratulations on that achievement. Thank you. The show is about Dr. Hank Lawson, a concierge doctor to the rich and famous in the Hamptons. Michael, I'd like to begin with the mysterious billionaire Boris, who is played by Campbell Scott, not only to see if you can pronounce the character's full name, but for listeners who are not familiar with the show – can you explain who the character is?
1: I'll do the pronunciation. He'll do the actual <laughs> analysis of who the character is. Boris Kuster Jürgens Ratnich. Von Ratnich. <laughs> oh, I was so <laughs> close. Boris Kuster Von Jürgens Ratnich. Uh-oh.
2: And you get that? Yeah, Daniel? we'll
0: call it that.
2: Good luck spelling it, yeah. Um, he is a, you know, we, we don't really nail down where he's from specifically, but somewhere in Europe. And uh, he is a, a character who carries with him a lot of mystery, uh, a lot of power. And as the show has developed, we have find out a lot of heart. Um, and he's also someone who has a genetic disease um, that uh, is a rare disease. And, you know, he is, has seen his father and his uncle, um, both, um, die from the disease and has touched a contemporary of his, a cousin named Milos, who we dealt with in the previous season. Um, and he is part of, you know, the, the, story with him for the show is, is Dr. Hank Lawson helping, uh, Boris try to manage the disease and, and keep the hope up that, that he can outlive it.
0: This is an ongoing plot line from early in the show. What was the thinking in terms of having a central character with a rare genetic disease? Was it to add to the mystery, fuel his medical needs, or or was there some other interest in, in rare disease?
3: Well, like, uh, hi, this is Carol, and I think that the way a lot of things develop in episodic drama, you live and learn as you go along, and during the seven seasons, I think, Certainly at the beginning, the idea was we knew it was a medical show and we thought his relationship would be strengthened with Hank with the doctor if he also had medical needs. The idea of somebody being so powerful and but also being faced with a disease that was mysterious was intriguing, I'm sure, from the beginning. But what has happened is art uh, imitating life as... Has the finding the genetic markers for some of these very rare orphan diseases or genetic diseases that have run in families and not affected so many people? Um, just as during these seven years that we've been on the air, they have been finding the genetic markers for Trump, for some of these diseases in the hopes of finding treatment. That's kind of what has happened with Boris's family, where it was always just something that was there that. His grandfather and his father suffered from, but nobody really ever knew what gene was affected. And now in our fictional, you know, in our story, that marker has been found and he's been in some clinical trials and we've been tracing, uh, you know, what they're discovering about the disease. The VCP gene? Well, we do, but we don't even do that very much because there actually is a VCP gene that is for another disease That has a, a real, you know, they're tracking it in real time. And we kind of departed from that because we didn't want to be saying we were finding a cure for that marker. You know, we, we've chosen to keep it fictional so that the progress didn't, wasn't giving us unfair hope.
0: So vcp XAB. It's amusing to see the online discussion boards where people try to diagnose Boris and, and speculate on what exactly he has. Do we find out in Season 7 or ever, and and do you have a specific diagnosis in mind?
2: We don't. Yeah, we we don't because we feel like we've taken just enough creative license uh, with it um, that, as Carl was saying, we don't want to specify it to an actual uh, disease for fear of either uh, being inauthentic or giving anyone a false sense of hope in terms of something we may do with the story.
0: The rare disease community was excited to see orphan diseases get some attention towards the end of season six as Boris expressed his interest in funding and setting up a rare disease research center. Do you hear much from fans in the rare disease community about this? Do do you see this as an opportunity to raise awareness about rare diseases? We, you know,
2: we. I won't say we hear much about it, but we do hear about it, and and the fans who speak to us about it are are consistent and, um, you know, very they're very vocal in a very articulate and helpful way. And you know, we already feel a great um, responsibility when we do medical stories to do them correctly, and especially something uh, like this where you know we're dealing with uh, often conditions that don't get attention or financing. uh, and so we want to we want to help uh, tell the story as as fairly and as realistically as we can. And it does become, the lab becomes a big part of our season seven um, and into season eight in terms of, you know, as you mentioned, the lab that Boris starts at the hospital.
1: And I would just add to that, while Hank has stood for many seasons as a guy who uh, stands for taking responsibility for your own health care, I imagine Boris becomes Uh, an example of taking responsibility for a rare disease that doesn't have awareness and doesn't have funding and doing it yourself, which uh, I've been lucky to be a part of a a friend whose son was unfortunately born with something called Pitt Hopkins. And uh, this recently I did a PSA for Simon's Fund, which is a rare uh, cardiac disease that his child was born with. And there are people all over that few people know about who are, taking you know taking responsibility for their rare disease and raising money and raising awareness and um, you know it's it's important and i think Boris certainly stands for that.
0: Well Mark you've had an even more direct real life experience with rare conditions your daughter Addie who was born in September 2009 suffered from a rare congenital heart defect alcapa. What is alcapa?
1: It stands for anomalous left Coronary artery, pulmonary artery. And, um, basically the tubes, she was born with the tubes being incorrectly connected. Um, I think the, uh, the cardi, the coronary artery was coming off of the, uh, not the aorta as it wants to be, um, but a smaller vein somewhere in, in the system. And, uh one in six hundred thousand kids are born with it, and you know it was so hard to diagnose even when she was in utera, in utero and it took four months of her you know living with an inefficient heart to for the doctors for the for her cardiologist to discover it um so you know it's it's amazing to finally have a diagnosis and then have, some amount of knowledge on it, and of course, in the aftermath, thank God, she's doing great, she's, um, you know, living a fully normal existence right now, and we hope forever, Um, but that's thanks to Children's Hospital Los Angeles, where a brilliant surgeon, Dr. Vaughn-Storens, was able to reconnect those tubes, so the heart was working better, and then do another surgery two months later, where he used her own tissue to fix the mitral valve, Um, but it went well for us, and there are many other families, as you know, uh, for whom these rare diseases don't go as well, Um, but we're very grateful for how it turned out for us.
0: She was initially misdiagnosed as having reflux. What did it take to get a correct diagnosis? Uh, the, The vigilance
1: of really my wife and partly me, but I give more credit to my wife, of just being relentless. We went to an endocrinologist, uh, and we went to a gastric doctor who who diagnosed both diagnosed her with reflux, and she was on medication for reflux, and the signs pointed to that, but she kept failing to thrive, and uh, it was on the recommendation of, I think, the endocrinologist that we check it out with a cardiologist, and my wife was, you know, took Patty to that appointment where they were able to finally diagnose it. But, um, you know, sometimes you can look at those recommendations and either take some of them or all of them, but in a in a potentially lazier family, they might not have ever been diagnosed and then it would have been too late because it was pretty much too late when we got there.
0: She did go through multiple surgeries. You You say she's doing well now, but... Is there any lasting impact?
1: The lasting impact is um, both a reminder to be vigilant, as we were at the time, but uh, a feeling of appreciation every day for her life that we would never have if we hadn't gone through what we went through. She's our warrior princess, and she's a miracle. Every time I think about what she went through, I see in her uh, an attitude of you know, what do you got for me now, life? Because there's nothing you can throw at me that was as hard as what I dealt with when I was five months old.
0: How did playing a doctor, a rather good one, affect your approach as a patient's parent? Did it make you more comfortable dealing with doctors, more or less trusting of them? Did they assume you knew more than you did? Um.
1: Well, they certainly knew more than I did. And um, it changed forever how I look at doctors and nurses to me they were just kind of those scary people that you deal with when you're young and have to get your shots but when you're fine and, and of course the brilliant people who help you bring your children into the world but when you need them the way we needed them at that time and you see their mastery over just the juggling of the medications that were supporting Abby's life while she was in the CTICU the nurses and how brilliant they are and then that a doctor can go in with those tools and, and in two hours literally save a five month old baby's life and he does that whatever it is, four times a day, eight times a day. It's just beyond my ability to comprehend. So yes. And then, you know, learning all the terms that I might have been saying for a year or two that I, I know fairly well in an intellectual way and really learning what they mean. And when you're waiting for a pick line, you you, you learn what that is much, much more than you do on a TV show where a doctor is, you know, helping you to simulate reality.
0: Has it changed what you bring to the role of Hank?
1: Absolutely. I, uh, I never pretend that I know even a, a fraction of what real doctors and real nurses do, but I so respect what, these people have chosen to do with their lives, which is just to take that Hippocratic oath and to you know make it their mission to save any life that's in trouble. It's it's amazing what they do.
0: As we enter the seventh season of Royal Pains and rare diseases become more central to the show, do any of you think about the impact it, it has on raising awareness for rare diseases?
3: Well, I think yeah, I, it's it's really interesting with TV. I think that. At some level, even having the phrase rare and orphan diseases, rare and genetic orphan diseases, just saying it in the show for people who've never heard what that is, I think that that's the very beginning steps, but in some ways, maybe the most important step to raising awareness is just having people know there is such a thing. I know that we had a new actor on the show the other day, and we were putting that change and making a little change to a line, and she asks, oh, is there actually such a thing as orphan diseases? And so, I mean, I think that that's pretty basic level of awareness, but it's really important. It's like the first time you hear a word, you know. Our show is very uh, lighthearted and probably will never be able to explore the depths of the kinds of... um um factors that families face that have some of these rare diseases, but I think that within the tone of the show, I think it's a good beginning place of awareness.
1: And I think it's probably a good reminder to people of just how little we know sometimes in medicine. I'm sure the average civilian thinks you go into a hospital and they find out what's wrong with you because we have all the knowledge in the world. Uh, And of course, there's so much we don't know, and doctors are often guessing And this is just one amazing example.
0: Royal Pains begins its seventh season on June 2nd on USA Network. You can get caught up on the show on Netflix and other streaming services before then. Executive producer Michael Rausch, executive producer Carol Flint, and star of the show Mark Feuerstein, who plays Dr. Hank Lawson. Thank you all for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Danny. Thanks so much, Daniel. Bye-bye.